0: This is Southern Tier Close Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com.
1: Here, Close Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. Views expressed on this program did not necessarily reflect those of this station at staff, management, or news department. But today, those views will reflect those of Joe Fodi from EPAC, the Endicott Performing Arts Center. Hi, Joe. Hello. I love disclaimers, don't you? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, EPAC, uh, it's been a challenging couple years. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I did a little looking of stuff uh, recently about a bunch of our performing arts areas, and uh, EPAC has such a very long, illustrious history, but you guys were staring down the barrel of COVID and Mm -hmm. uh, historic that you you weren't able to put on some shows was that like a right. first
0: oh yeah definitely a first we had a number of firsts um the past couple of years in terms of you know uh canceling our first show postponing shows um yeah closing our doors um so yeah uh, over being around for 20 years um stuff like that is definitely uh jarring a little shocking um take some time to to adjust um but that's what that's what we did. That's what we're still doing. Um, you know, that's what good businesses do. So, so we're here. We're we're back, and, and we're ready to fly.
1: Well, and it does take some time to recover when you have things that are put on hold for a while. Uh, get mm-hmm. back up to speed, even though you do have you know a couple decades under your belt. It, mm-hmm. it still takes a little while. This is a first for everybody to uh, to hit a pause button like that, and then to have to come back back into things. Exactly. For people who might be new to the area, and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, we do have those. Um, EPAC, the Endicott Performing Arts Center, is very centrally located. Why don't you tell people just a little bit of a history of what EPAC is and where you guys are?
0: Sure, sure. Like um, I said, we've been downtown Endicott on Washington Avenue for 20 years now, over 20 years. It was established in 1998. Um, you know, when a group of, of uh, you know brilliant-minded volunteers wanted to save a, a historic. Theater called the the Lyric Theater. It's built in 1917, so we're we're lucky enough to to be in an amazing you know vaudevillean um, theater that has seen a, a large amount of, of people come through its doors. Obviously, over the the past hundred years, um, 100 and, 105 at this point. So um, so yeah, now Indica Performing Arts Center. It's a full you know live performing arts venue. Um, we do full Broadway style musical theater shows throughout the year. Right. Um, we're a 12 month center. We have uh, children's musical theater workshops. We do, um, we do what we call a school for performing arts, so we offer a number of different educational um, programs, and um, we have a, a lot going on on our main stage, you know, full live concerts, um, touring artists, um, a lot of local uh, theatrical groups um, love to use our our venue, our stage. Um, like I said, it's it's perfectly unique and wonderful. Um, what we call the gem of the southern tier. So,
1: well, when people so, think yeah, of, there's a
0: lot usually to do.
1: When people think of community theater, uh, I think a lot of times people just pop into their mind just uh, some people playing dress up and and and. Mm. But these are you guys put on some serious quality shows, but sure. still drawing talent. And there's a lot of it in this community. That people might not be aware of there's always open auditions for all these these shows you do and you do several a year
0: that's right, yep we have open auditions for for our main stage uh, rep company shows they 're full adult rep company shows and um, yeah it's uh, it's community theater you know amateur style theater, but within the EPAC mission is to produce the highest quality um, performing arts that we can so um, you know we're blessed to be saturated in this area with a, a large amount of of arts um, ranging from you know the physical you know to the to the performing and um, and yeah there's a uh, just a number of outlets um, for, for anybody, you know, from all ages to, uh, you know, all sorts of backgrounds to be able to come together and, and produce magic, is what we call it here.
1: You mentioned the renovations to the old Lyric Theater uh, all mm-hmm. those decades ago. Uh, it was kind of uh, when the whole concept of that happened, I, there were some people that kind of went, oh yeah, that's a, that's a pipe dream. There's no way that you're going to be able to pull this hulking, deteriorating structure out of the ashes and and bring it to a performance Arts Center, but it's amazing how, actually, almost how quickly it did happen from, I, I remember news releases coming out left and right about, you know, the seats coming in and the lighting coming in and all the excitement around it, and one of the driving forces behind all of it was a guy called uh, Lula Gorey.
0: That's right. Yeah, Lula Gori is one of the founding members of, of EPAC, um, and he had an amazing talent of bringing people together and, uh, and getting things done. Um, he was able to find a an immense amount of support um throughout the community you know right from um from the volunteers i mentioned um who who did a lot of the grunt work a lot of the dirty work um you know ripping out concrete and walls and and stuff like that and painting and 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 drywalling and redoing all sorts of things he was able to get local contractors you know who who were able to to do stuff like that um you know, and donate their time, donate their their supplies, um, as well as, you know, obviously, uh, you know, support from the local you know, municipalities and, and the town and the county, as well as New York State, um, and right up until uh, you know receiving some federal funding for some for some large projects, like you mentioned, the stage, the the seats, the um, um, the proscenium, the curtain. So, so to get a theater back to to its original glory, it, it takes. It takes a lot of work, a lot of hard work, um, blood, sweat, tears, all of that, um, for for many years. Yeah, and uh, Lou Gore was a key key piece to that.
1: And we recently lost Lou. Um, it, it was, yeah, he was one of those people that he, the name was synonymous with the arts for so long. It was it was one of those people that you just thought was going to be around forever.
0: Yeah, no doubt he was taken from us way too too soon, um, too early. He he fought a a very hard, uh, battle with, with, uh, cancer. And, um, you know, we're still reeling to be honest with you from the loss. Um, but what an amazing man. And, and he set us up so well, uh, to continue well into the future. So, um, yeah, thank you for mentioning him and, and, uh, not too many people can, you know, pick up a guitar and lead a, lead a community and song. so he's <laughs> one of their, their
1: rare beauties. Yeah, I, I didn't know him other than the professional nodding relationship through uh, through the media and through theater, but it, he, he definitely was a force to be reckoned with, <laughs> he de- definitely a force of nature. We're talking to Joe Fodi, the executive director of EPAC, the Endicott Performing Arts Center, and uh, as the theater has been moving forward, uh, it, it was kind of exciting to see one of those fancy new modern technology lit uh, marquees get lifted up in front of the theater on Washington Avenue recently. That was a while coming as well. And and what was, how was that brought about and why was that something that was important to, to have for our theater?
0: Yeah, the marquee, another huge um, progressive project here uh, for EPAC. And again, Luliguori had a huge hand in starting that. It took about four years, uh, um, more than four years, to be honest. It was started back in 2017, part of the downtown revitalization initiative through New York State. And um, the project was awarded uh, grant funding through the Greater Binghamton Fund, um, which was great. It was amazing news, um, you know, looking forward and and helping the whole village. um, And then, boom, COVID hit. Um, So put a real... You know, real hold on a lot of things. Um, we were able to continue that project through COVID. It was almost um, it was almost good timing in the sense that we could put all our focus and efforts into that and make sure that it happened. Um, and coming out of COVID, it was put up, it was installed. It's basically the first piece of the whole, you know, downtown Endicott revitalization. Um, that's really exciting. Um, it's it's here to you know to invigorate and to inspire people it's going to attract new businesses and attract people to come down back downtown um which has a great you know rich history of of large amounts of people enjoying the you know the the attractions so so we're so excited about that it's it's amazing um and yeah just to come down and see that it's something that you know really adds a lot it really does once you see it, it it really puts a smile on people's faces.
1: Well, you mentioned uh, earlier on in our little conversation here about some of the workshops and some of the programs for young people to explore all sorts of different kinds of aspects of performing arts and the theater. And as we've been talking about Mr. Liguori and his legacy, there's something very exciting a one time award that we wanted to bring up that the deadline is going to be re- re- approaching pretty soon here. So, why don't you tell me about the Louis Lagori Memorial Scholarship Fund? That's right.
0: Yeah, Lou um, was able to establish um, a scholarship fund um, in his name before his passing. So we're 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 very glad. You know, he was able to do that. He wanted to to be able to help some some kids even after he's gone. Um, and these scholarships they really do go a long way. Um, you know, for the. For the kids who came up through through the program, and and now they're moving on, you know, to to bigger and better things. Hopefully, so so um, so yeah. Lou established this himself, um, and Epec is glad to administer it in his memory. Um, it's just a one time thing. He wanted to to make sure that um, you know he helped a number of of kids who, who really aren't kids anymore. They're becoming an adult, and I'm sure a number of the kids you know that are going to be applying for this have have had the the pleasure of working with Lou. Um, through the years, he was he was obviously very involved um, with our kids' workshop and and getting the kids involved with uh, you know with all the other programs. Um, it's such a driving force, and and we've seen literally thousands of kids come through our programs. So, and then they go on and you know and work in their in their schools, their high schools, um, and then on to, to their colleges and hopefully into a professional career. Um. Well, so,
1: hopefully, the kids uh, that are, are parents, maybe that are hearing about this. This isn't the first time they've heard about it because the deadline for submitting uh, essays for this, this graduating seniors going on to higher education in the arts. The, the deadline is coming up June 21st.
0: That's correct. They can actually find the application through our website if they want um, to apply. They can um, email it to us quickly. It's just um, it's a quick application. You know, an essay of 150 words um, at least, just telling us. You know, describing you know what the what the students' plans are for the future and and why they deserve the the essay, which I'm sure they're they're plenty deserving. Um, so so yeah, it's a quick turnaround, but hopefully there are some people. You know, the Epec community is pretty large, and like I said, it is through Epec this year since it's just a one-time thing. It's not going through any of the local high schools um, because Epec does another annual um, scholarship um, that does go through the high schools, which I'm sure a number of people are aware of. Um, that actually has been put on hold. So this year, it is just the Gori Scholarship. We're we're glad to to help help as many of the you know graduating students as we can this year.
1: And that email application area, you go to epacoffice one hundred two at gmail Correct?
0: That is correct. Yep. They can find us um, at indicotarts dot com online, and you should be able to download the application right there and send it digitally um, without a problem. It can be real quick.
1: Well, for people that don't have aspirations to tread the boards or whose time has passed for any of that possibility, you guys have some really terrific and fun shows coming up. We've got only about three minutes left on the program, but can you run down some of the shows that you've got going on? I mean, there's Shakespeare in the Park. There's all sorts of stuff going on
0: right like you said we're usually super busy right through the whole year we're, we're happy to just get our main programs back going so our adult rep company has a, um, a new you know musical the Spongebob musical coming up July 14th through the 17th that's going to be so much fun for the whole family everybody from grandparents to little kids will be able to come and see that um, and then we go right into our kids workshop production of James and the Giant Peach another show that will be great for families those tickets will go on sale to the public very soon and And then we go up to the Northside Park in Endicott and we do a free community production of Shakespeare in the Park. Um, And we've added a a full arts festival. Um, That's August 18th through the 21st with our arts festival on the 21st up in the George W. Johnson Park in Endicott. So that's a pretty busy summer. Um, you might be surprised to say that we we're usually busier than that. So we're looking to get wow. back to full force and, and we're going to, you know, truck through the rest of the season and bang out an awesome, um, you know, array of shows from plays to um, ho- holiday productions, which everyone loves, you know, Halloween and, and Christmas, of course.
1: Are there still auditions going on for what production of Shakespeare mm-hmm. are you guys doing this year?
0: Yep. So it's actually the EPAC Youth Troop, which is what we've put together. They're doing an abridged version of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. It's become an annual production, which is a lot of fun, um, and it gets a you know it gives another layer um, of performers a chance to get out there. Um, those auditions are actually coming up Wednesday, June 29th. It's it's for kids ages six to eighteen to perform in, um, and it's just a short a short one-minute monologue at EPAC to audition and be a part of that show.
1: And once again, check the website, check Facebook, and find Mm -hmm. out all the information that's up to date on what's going on with the Endicott Performing Arts Center.
0: That's right. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for being my guest. This has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up.
0: Mark Patrick seminar.